0: You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and Marvin Bagley, apologist. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: I just pushed recording time, Nick. I couldn't get it to work. I uh, saw saw Cubes today. Oh. Oh, Cuban, Cuban was getting uh, interviewed for something. I don't know what it was, but... They had lights everywhere at the office today. Spent a lot of my day at the office today. Hung out with Mavs gaming team for a bit. They had a <coughs> big weekend. Had two games over the over the weekend, and um, yeah, kind of split split their games, all that stuff. But there there's some cool guys that deserve some. They deserve some love from the Mavs fan
0: base. And then there's some that don't for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But uh, I'm just kidding. I don't know any of them personally. No, they're they're cool guys, and uh, I enjoy talking with them every Monday and all that stuff. But, but also, yeah, to plug, uh, tweet tweet us out today. Talk. I spent a lot of time with Bobby Carolla today. My I guess we're teammates at Maps.com. Co-workers and co-workers, whatever you want to say. Even though I'm not like full time, same
0: guy signs your checks, Isaac.
1: Um, but we spent a lot of time talking about the Mavericks and the draft and everything. And I have a little bit more leeway than he does as far as what I can say about Mavs and NBA and all this stuff. Cause he is full. Yeah. There are
0: legit different rules for you guys, which is interesting.
1: Yes. So, um, I can say a little bit more. Um, but can you say who they're drafting? Of- <laughs> It was a lot of fun. He told uh he told a couple he told one really cool dirk story that Good. was uh, just another really cool thing. But we talked a lot of draft prospects and the movement in the, of the NBA. Uh he opened up a little bit more on the Mavs than I thought he would, but he, he loves Jaron Jackson also. So Good. Um I love Mo Bamba, obviously, so we kinda talked about that. You can a love bit. more than
0: one thing, Isaac.
1: You can't I, I like I like Jaron Jackson. And but do you like like him? him. But, but do I love love him with all of my heart? But no. But we didn't spend a lot of time on Marvin Bagley Jr. though. Good. So anyway, that 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 interview will drop Thursday and Friday. It was super long. We went way longer than we expected. It was a lot lot of fun talk. But a lot of stories crept in there, a lot of stats. He's a big stats
0: guy, so it just kind of expanded. So that's going to be broken up Thursday and Friday. Definitely. He's a guy that knows how to use basketball reference. It's a uh, it's a great skill. So that's what we're going to do Thursday and Friday. We're going to drop those. We're excited about that. I'm excited to hear from – I haven't even heard it yet, so I'm excited to hear from Bobby and you. That's uh, a good – uh, is it a home and home away? Are you going to uh, – are you going on the numbers on the board? I, there's
1: there's a possibility yeah, we just, they don't have a strict schedule like we do. So <laughs> there's a there's a chance. Okay. We just got leave, we'll leave that open. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to hear that.
0: Also, I am I'm, I'm willing to open myself up to an invite on the numbers on the board.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll pl- I'll plug that in there.
0: Uh, today we are going to be talking about Marvin Bagley Jr. III. We're going to do our draft profile. Isaac is our first draft profile. We're here. Oh, We've woo! done it. We are here. This is <coughs> honestly, I didn't remember how much fun these are because of the of the. Isaac's <laughs> got a small animal in his house.
1: <laughs> sound like an elephant. Uh,
0: I didn't. I forgot how fun these are. Uh, just the. Uh, The different categories we go through and the different things, it's just super fun to go through these and talk about each guy and and try to imagine them on the Mavericks. So this is what we do with all of our draft profiles. I'll just explain this once and then for the rest of them we'll we'll go through and just do them. But we talk about, we we give you the basics like the height and weight, all that kind of stuff, wingspan, all that junk. We go through their strengths and weaknesses as a player. We go through uh, availability, so where we think that player is going to get drafted, so whether they're going to be available for the Mavericks or not. The ceiling and the floor of that player. So, for example, uh, is this could this guy be an all-star? Could he be an all-NBA type guy? Is his ceiling like a really good role player on a team? And then floor as far as is he going to be out of the league in two years? Can he be, you know, floor guy? Floor guy he could be an all-star, like like – Anthony Davis coming out, we would say, yeah, floor, he's going to be an all-star at least once. <laughs> you know, like he's guaranteed to be an all-star. Uh, NBA comparison. So we keep the comparison out of the ceiling and floor talk. Like we will give like, I don't know, certain guys for, for that. Uh, but comparisons for me at least have been more about style than they've been about what level of player they are. I think that's when you get in the, the, the problem with, with these guys. Like Kobe and Michael Jordan are – are comp, comps to me as far as style wise, like Kobe wants to be Michael Jordan so bad, and wanted to be him. So it's like bad.
1: it's like Luka and LeBron. Yes, Luca is the same style as LeBron, but he's not LeBron.
0: He's not no, not even close. And so, and then you also have to take out like athleticism. So there's always something that one player has, another one doesn't. And so we'll do comparisons, and then we're talk about future roles, So what I what his ideal role would be on a team, roster impact as far as do. Does the team need to move somebody? Could this could this work? You know, something like that. Is there a redundancy on the roster? Uh then we're also adding it, adding in this year the second round pick pairing. So the Mavericks have a 34th pick and the 55th pick. And so we'll talk about probably we'll probably just stick to the 34th pick, like which guy we think would be a good pairing for uh for this player that we're taking the first round. Because the first round guy is obviously gonna be the focal point of the draft. So which guy would just compliment him? And then why the map should take him and why the map shouldn't take him. I love ending on that. I just think that's such a great way to end because it's like, all right, we've done all this work, we've done all this research, done all this, and it's kind of like the lawyer giving the verdict. We, uh, My wife and I finished the 13 Reasons Why Season 2 today, and it's all about this, <laughs> the trial of this kid that that uh, raped the girl. And uh, it's all about this stuff. And there's at the end of it, there's this verdict. And they give the verdict, and the kid kind of gets off with, like, it's three months probation, spoiler alert. You just tell me I just
1: started watching this.
0: You didn't start watching it?
1: No, I was just kidding.
0: It's <laughs> like i bet no one's watching it. Also, I would not I I would not recommend it. It is so intense and uh it just I don't know. It's too much. It was too much for me. I was like I had to like take breaks. <laughs> I was like, man. Oh no, dang. It's just so intense. It just you just feel like you have this like you're just holding on to your stomach the whole time. Yeah. Okay, so that's how we do it. That is how we do our draft profile. So Isaac, this is going to be a long one. I can feel. Let's get into. This is how we do it. Let's get into our draft profile of Marvin Bagley Junior. The third, but let's do it right after this. Okay, Marvin Bagley Junior. The third. The basics. He's a six foot eleven, two hundred and twenty five. I've also seen two thirty 230 and two thirty five places. So I think he may have gained some weight since since college uh you know you're free you can go eat what you want you're, you have an agent's you know hit you up and be able to pay for meals now so he's <laughs> he's packing on the extra poundage he didn't go to workout he didn't go to the combine so he doesn't think you're ready for that <laughs> uh seven foot wingspan he's gonna be uh 19.3 years old at the time of the draft so he's still pretty young uh he reclassified and so he was supposed to be going to be a senior this upcoming year. <laughs> no, he was going to be he was going to be going into college this upcoming year. He was supposed to be a senior in high school last year, but he reclassified, uh, and he was able to go to college a year early. Uh, and he was a little older, too, because he got, the reason why you get to reclassify is you get held back, right? Yeah. And at some point, you get held back Something or, like you know, for some reason or another. He obviously went to Duke, Isaac's favorite school. And so that's the basics about Marvin Bagley and uh, the strengths, Isaac. This dude is at – Athletic AF. <laughs> like, man, <laughs> I can... The, the biggest thing that stuck out with me is his leaping ability. Like, the second jump. I listened to a uh, podcast by The Stepien, uh Sean Darenthal, and our guy, Coles Wicker, has been on the pod before, and they talk about his second jump ability and the fact that he can jump twice faster than some guys can jump once. <laughs> you know, or, like, yeah. jump in land, you know? And so that ability... Uh, just how fluid of an athlete. And when he gets offensive rebounds, he, like, jumps back up, and it's almost like he floats. He just, he'll just he grab an offensive rebound, he'll jump back up to try and, and put it back, and other guys are, like, swatting for it, trying to fly for it. They're still, like, falling from the, the rebound before that he just got. He's just up there, like, hanging, <laughs> waiting for them to show up, and then he just puts it back in. I mean, just such a great athlete.
1: I'm pretty sure he averaged four offensive rebounds a game also last year at Duke, which is quite impressive.
0: He did. That is correct.
1: That's really impressive. It's super impressive. Yeah. What do you want to do first? Strengths or weaknesses? Strengths, oh, I'm just talking about, doing I'm
0: strengths? talking about strengths. I'm, his, athletic oh, ab- he's just doing, okay. his athletic ability yeah. to me, that's a huge strength. I mean, that's probably the biggest selling point for him.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, a 6'10", 6'11", guy that can do what he can do. Um, it's really everything you kind of want in a guy that's like 6'10", 6'11" and he has, I think it's right at, he didn't do the combine, so I think it's right at seven-foot wingspan. Yeah, So
0: we're going to bring this up again. I'll bring it up in weaknesses, but he's a square, <laughs> pretty much.
1: Um, a square, but I'm okay with him being a square. So, I mean, ideally, I guess you're like, hey, it would be awesome if you had a whatever, but I, there's a difference between being a square when you're 6'3 and a square when you're 6'11". <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Uh, a little bit difference uh, difference with that but yeah I mean his okay so I hate the word motor and um, his hustle
0: is, I was thinking about the word okay. motor and how you always hate how people say motor I, hate I think it. having a high motor in college is always a good thing I don't necessarily think having a low motor in college is always a bad thing it's almost like playing in summer yeah. league like if you play well in summer league that's usually a good sign for you but if you play bad in summer league could be bad. But it could, you know, it could also just be that you're not giving full effort, or it's just not your game. you don't have the right. You got You have to read into it more.
1: You got to learn how to contain your motor. You can be too high, it's like too... Lance Stevenson.
0: Uh, like
1: he, he, gets a little out of hand a little bit. Sometimes I don't
0: think his problem is motor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> his maybe what's under the hood. <laughs> dec- decision making. Uh, but no, Bagley's hustle yeah. is yeah, yeah. Back to that. incredible. And what his the effort that he gives every game. So full disclosure, Bagley is the guy that I've watched the most. Obviously, I'm a huge Tar Heel fan. I've watched him the most out of any of these guys in the top ten um, because it, he played in the ACC, the best conference in basketball. Um, I watched he the Duke, Duke played Carolina three times, and I mean, <laughs> Carolina beat him twice. I mean, it's not the
0: times. second best league in the world, but it's something.
1: It's not the second last league in the world, but um, but no, I mean, I watch a lot of ACC basketball. Obviously, watched all three games against Carolina. Watched them play a couple of different times. I played uh, Virginia. Virginia was a one seed this past year, uh, so they played them. He had a pretty good game against Virginia when they played. So there's a lot of ranked teams, and that's something when you when I look at college players. Actually, Bobby and I talked about today what we look at when we watch college players play. Is we watch those games to where. For me, it's not necessarily who they're going head to head against, like another big, another big prospect, but another elite team, another highly ranked team, or just another ranked team, because there's only you know 25 teams that's ranked to whatever. So, I like looking at those games. But yeah, it's what you said. With his his second jump is incredible. I tweeted out a gif against Carolina this past year. Um, you can look at. You can just type in Google search or Twitter search Marvin Bagley dunk. He catches the ball in the left corner and like kind of pump fakes and goes in and shoots the shot like off the backboard. And before the ball is, it's almost like he comes down and when the ball is hitting the backboard, he's already jumping. Yeah. And he's already jumping so much quicker than everyone else. He catches it and throws it in two handed. Incredible play. Literally, there's only like one or two players in college basketball that pull that play off. And he's one of them. Um He's a good weak side shot blocker. So, like, there there are multiple occasions that you could – there's some highlights you can pull out of some some guys coming in on the other side, some guys driving uh, the paint, whatever. Now, I hate – Coach K goes for titles, and rightfully so. If we're a college coach, we're going to go for titles. He played a 2-3 zone. That's not what's going to prepare you for the league. But there are some times where he played that middle uh, spot – in the two-three zone, and he caught he caught some pretty good weak side blocks. I know there's one highlight that goes around on Twitter a lot, where this guard takes him off the dribble, and Bagley, you know, sends his stuff up into the stands, basically. But that's kind of an underrated thing. He's not as bad of a whatever shot blocker thing. If um, then some people, because people want to come at him about his defense, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a second. Um, I think he can handle the ball a little bit better than what some people think. I I reference this a lot. Watch some Drew League. I know it's the Drew League, but he still he put up like 30-something points against DeMar DeRozan and some of his guys. He played on the same team in the Drew League with Harden and Chris Paul.
0: It's at least the third that,
1: best league in the world. Third best <laughs> That was a joke. Um, he put up some massive numbers in that Drew League, and those guys are, I mean – I mean, if you want to throw out the same stuff that people say, you know, grown man, you know, in, in a lot of those games, he's going again you know, there's some plays where DeRozan was switching off trying to guard him. And there's one play in particular, I mean, he just blows right past DeRozan, dribbling, man, a dribble move, and just throws it down one hand. Which is not super hard to do.
0: <laughs> that's me. <laughs> no, it's not. DeRozan deserves <laughs> it.
1: But i would tell you one of the. Uh, his his the ball thing,
0: handling to me, like you said, I have that written down as well. is He had this move in a game where he he's he gets the ball in transition goes behind the back and around and, and and uh and slams it. Like his ability to grab a rebound and rebounding to me I put it in all caps. That's a that's a huge plus oh, for he's him. He's
1: guaranteed double digit average. Yes. Rebound.
0: Just just by that hustle and by you know being in position and that, that leaping ability, he can grab a rebound and go coast to coast. That's such a that's a huge thing, a huge plus for him. And I think honestly, ShamGod could make him like a really really yeah. good uh, he has like he's starting at a really good place. Let's just put it that way. I mean, he's not Andre Drummond with his uh, his step back three, his step back three. Please, <laughs> you, that's a joke. Everybody, go to Andre Drummond's Twitter feed right now and go so look don't. at this video he posted of him <laughs> doing his step back three. It's gonna be yeah. scary next yeah. <laughs> year. I bet it will be but scary. He's, <laughs> so he's not Andre Drummond, but he he is starting at a really really great place. So he could be a really really good ball handler uh, in the in the open court for sure.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you my favorite part about him as a prospect because the athletic abilities brought up a lot, rightfully so. The second jump, the rebounding, the hustle. Love all of that. But my favorite part of him as a prospect is this touch of like his shot in that mid-range. Yeah. So Duke would Duke would run this system to where a lot of times they like to play this like high post with their bigs, because they obviously had Wendell Carter Jr. And which is another little There's so much different stuff when it comes to his situation at Duke because he played with another big in Carter. Whether you think Bagley's a four or five, we'll talk about that. They're fairly redundant. It was kind of you know it's it's different because Carter's a little bit slower with his feet, um, probably a little maybe has a little bit more touch than Bagley. Bagley's the more athletic, eye popping, holy crap type of play guy, but they had this they had this plate where they bring Bagley up to like the free throw line and they would just dump it over into Bagley and Bagley would have to make these decisions. And there's so many highlights to where he would have to dump it down to Wendell or he would shoot that little shot, that little push shot, the little jumper right there from the free throw line. I know that sounds dumb that you're like, okay, who cares about that? But as a big, not all bigs can't have that touch. Not all 6'10", 6'11", guys have that touch in that mid-range. And he has such a nice, like, just soft touch right there in that mid-range. And that shot's there a lot. That mid-range shot, like, I was watching a little bit. I was at the gym tonight, and I was watching Boston and Cleveland on the, you know, TVs, whatever. And I saw, like... Like, how many mid range shots? And I was thinking about our Bagley podcast later on. Like, that shot's there so much, and Bagley can hit that shot. And I love Bagley's form. Lefty gets good elevation on it. I love the form on it. He shot, what, 39.7% from three this past Mm -hmm. season at Duke? So, I mean, basically 40% from three this past year. The shots there. And to, to note on the ball handling thing, it's also something to keep in mind, the, the people you had around them, they had the senior and Grayson Allen, who they ran the ball ball through a lot as far as he, you know, when you get the rebound in college, you look. For, they look for Trevon Duvall, who for some reason decided to come out and didn't do 5-on-5s. Five they had Grayson Allen, who was their senior, that they ran a lot of the offense through, or, or at least gave him the ball and he set up the offense. And they also had Gary Trent that. Jr. You said that twice.
0: He, Did I say? Yeah, it? you hate Grayson Allen so much you just he's mentioned no. him twice.
1: Okay, well they had. Well, Summing up, they you have just Alan really Duvall. want the Mavs
0: to draft Grayson Allen, is what you really want. That's <laughs> why you mentioned him twice. Like, just keep it fresh in the minds of the of the listeners. And Gary Trent
1: Jr. <laughs> so they had three other guys that that handled the ball a lot. So. It really wasn't in his um, type, his system to get the ball and hey, let's go do your own thing. The freedom of that. I think that will be the part of his game that surprises a lot of people at the next level. and They're like, holy crap, I didn't know he had ball handling. you like, well, he really didn't get a chance to show that a lot because he had the other people around him.
0: Yeah, huge things. The, the biggest thing for me that I, I saw and that I heard, uh, I watched a video of Gary Parish, a big CBS college basketball analyst, knows all these guys. I mean, he's at these, uh, these like Adidas events that I was at. He's looking around. He's watching all these guys when they're in high school and stuff. Uh, he was the best pro prospect as a 15, 16, 17, and 18 year old. Like the guy just keeps moving up and keeps like stepping up to the plate, stepping up to the bar, and, and, and just showing up. So the pedigree and then also production. He just keeps playing, keeps showing up, keeps doing stuff. So everybody's like, man, I don't know if he's gonna be able to do it. Well, he does it. <laughs> he does it again. Yeah. He, uh, there's, only three freshmen to ever average twenty-one and eleven. One of them is Marvin Bagley Junior. The third. Can you name the other two? No. One of them is in the is going to go to the finals. He won the finals MVP last year. Durant, Kevin Durant, and another one is a, a New York Knicks legend, <laughs> Kansas State prospect Beasley, Michael Beasley. Only I have only freshman to average twenty-one points and eleven boards. In a season, those three guys. I have
1: I have a couple ACC stats for you, so I don't need to really go through the history of the ACC and and how important this conference is and how many stars have came out of college. Which, by and, the
0: way, Marvin Bagley was the ACC Player of the Year.
1: He was <laughs> no, he's this okay? He's the second player ever to win the Rookie of the Year in the ACC and the Player of the Year in ACC. He is the third player. Who's the other to, one? You know, I don't know. No. He's the third player. I got this off Duke's website the first time. I so it wasn't
0: J.J. Ray. <laughs> or Leitner because they would have put that on there.
1: Yeah. He is the third player ever to lead the ACC in scoring, rebounding, and shooting percentage. Yeah,
0: he That's shot fantastic. really well. So of those, of those two other guys that averaged the 21 and 11, he, Bagley shot 61%, uh, Beasley shot 53%, and Durant shot 47%.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's insane. Mm-hmm. And the la- and like we all know, Coach K has been at Duke for literally ever. I love he'll Duke. Never, he'll never leave. There's only been five times in history under Coach K that a player's recorded over 30 points and 15
0: rebounds in a game.
1: There's only been five times that's happened. Bagley has four of them.
0: <laughs> I found the other player that's uh... – the only player to ever win rookie of the year player of the year in the ACC you are so not ready for this oh crap you ready for this i'm ready ja leal okafor Jalil okafor <laughs> oh gosh i That's pray fatal. i pray that okafor's fate is not Bagley's.
1: no there's no way They're totally different prospects yeah uh
0: Pick and roll game, I think, could also be a strength for, for, for Bagley as well. I mean, he's going to roll the basket fast. He's going to roll hard. He's going to be able to, uh, to grab lobs for sure. Lobs from Dennis are going to be – I mean, they could throw oh lobs gosh. to each other. <laughs> Might yeah. be the only pairing, like center uh, point guard combo in the league to grab lobs from each other. Uh, that, yeah. that could be really great. Also, he's a lefty. I always think lefty gives you, like, a little bit of an advantage um, just because guys forget and all of a sudden you'll just drive left-handed. On him. So All right, that is enough. We, that's enough praise for him. Let's break him down now. Let's go to the uh, weaknesses. Uh, but let's talk about the weaknesses. Um, defense. That's just it's just the biggest one. Uh, I think the defense, as far as it's a weakness that he needs a guy like Gobert or Capella to uh, to back him up. Like he just needs that. I just don't know if you're gonna be able to survive in an NBA system unless you have a real like shot blocker guy that can hold his own in the paint.
1: Yeah, I think the big question for him is, is he a four or five? And that, that's the, that's the debate. I listened to Vicini and Cole on him a little bit. They did a pod on him a long time ago, back like in March or before March or whatever. And, you know, that's the big thing that people really get hung up on. It's not a huge issue for me at all. Like, is he a 4 or 5? He's a tweener. I think the Ringer the Ringer, did a whole article on it. It could have been Sharks, It could have been John that did, like, the Marvin Bagley has a position problem. And it's like, is he a 4 or 5? Whatever. And Vicini brought up a good point, and this is where I stand on this with the position thing. If that's his biggest question mark, that question mark means less to me than the other prospects' question marks. Yeah, like Luca's athletic ability, um, Aiton's defensive like you know worries to Michael Porter's back to you know some of the like the, yeah. these guys like his position of is he a four or five? Especially in how the game is played today, it's not. It's something that you ask yourself as far as like your personnel department. Like okay, well if you have somebody like um like a Harrison Barnes. You know, that you and you are stuck on Barnes being a three, then you have to figure out, okay, well, you know, or if you if you want him to move to a four and Bagley be your five, like that's the thing. And if you want to, so if you want to put that as a weakness, that a 6'10, 6'11 guy is probably not best at a five, then because I, I think he would struggle as a five, and I really do. And that's, I'm a, I'm a, I'm in the camp, and I feel like, uh, you're in this
0: camp too, right? That he's a four. Yeah. I think he's a four. Uh, keep, keep going. I have, I have something ability... to say about this,
1: but okay. Um, four with the ability to play fast. Yes. He's a stretch five. And... That's...
0: Uh, he's a stretch five I in wouldn't... the sense that he, he is positionally a four, but when you go to your small lineups, he's going to be, Oh, I guess not, not stretch five, small ball five is what I would say.
1: This kind of goes into my, this kind of goes into my, like building your title team as I'm, I'm Okay we kind of talked about this stuff, but like with like the Capella type, like what Houston's doing now, I I think it's completely fine to have somebody like Gobert, Capella, whatever to, to go all regular season, all this stuff. But you need to have the personnel to be able to go small if you want. And I think like, that's the thing like with Bagley, he gives you that option in an offense that you wouldn't run it all the time. I wouldn't like it all the time. But you have that ability to win if you did face a Golden State, if you did face a team that's going small, that you could slide Bagley to the five, if you have if you have the personnel to throw another wing out there, and and be fine with it. He just can't. You can't just have him as your main primary five though, because there's too many bigs in the in the league today that would eat him alive, like Towns and Embiid and Cousins Davis. and Davis, and I mean the Jokic. list goes on right now. Yeah, so that's that would be the weakness that a lot of people
0: throw out there, Horford. But I say,
1: <laughs> but I say it's a weakness only if
0: you think he's a five. So here's where here's my my problem with uh Vicini. He's right in the sense that that the positional thing is not a huge concern. But to me, the defense compounded with the fact that we don't know defensively what position he is. So. To me offensively and size wise he wants to be a four or five like that he wants to be that kind of guy and offensively i think it's it the positional is not a problem at all defensively that's where it's a problem where defensively he seems to want to be like a more of a three four <laughs> you know like he's super athletic he can he can kind of stick with guys but he just doesn't have he gets stuck in these he gets stuck in these these pick and roll like switches and he gets stuck in no man's land a lot and you're you're just trying to figure out what he wants to be or what he can be on defense, and it's just hard because that's where he's a tweener is on that side because he's not a shot blocker. He's I not just a think it's harder. To- he's not really a guy that can can. He not a one on one defender where he can defend wings, but. But do we do we have enough evidence of that to say that about? Probably it? not. Probably not. I mean, they it, played but-
1: they played so much two three zone at Duke, and I know you say, well, they played two three zone probably because they couldn't play man to man. Well, I think that has a lot to do with Wendell Carter more than it does back. Then. Ooh. Burn, sick burn, Isaac. <laughs> I, he has room to he has room to approve for sure. I just think they played so much two three zone that it's unfair for us to say to somebody that athletic that can move that quick and has that lateral quickness to say he's a bad or like that is, he he's a bad you know he's a negative on the defensive end right now. I think he it could be easily coached like that. I'm fine with that for sure. Yeah, because he has more he has more. Uh, weak side defense helps shot blocking than
0: Aiton. So like, no, that's
1: oh I think he does
0: for sure. No, you know Aiton averaged one more block per game than he did, <laughs> like a whole a oh. whole block. Aiton is yeah, at like two well, blocks a game. Bagley's not even at one.
1: There's a difference in that too, as far as well with the zone and stuff. It's different, but zone man to man. Aiton's body frame, Bagley and just slotted
0: with that but... wingspan. i I still think it's a problem though i still think it's a weakness it's definitely probably of all the things that he is that's his biggest weakness it's
1: i guess right like it's i mean i mean if if you're saying that's his biggest weakness as he his man-to-man defense when he played a zone all year in college that I think it's a little unfair. I mean, I you got to pick something, right? <laughs> so like, <laughs> I see it. for All me, right, it's just sixty-two percent free throw percentage. That that's that's a red flag for me. And he could be a little bit more consistent with his shot. He's a little bit streaky with it. I love the form and I love his touch, but there he got a little out of control with it. His mechanics sometimes he was like he would get really hyped and it was just like, and and you expect it as a kid, yeah. but it just wasn't as like defined and honed in, but the free throw percentage, a lot of time translates a lot and, and 62% is not the best.
0: Right. That that's, I, that's the next thing I have is uh, the shooting mechanics. You got to work on that. He's a, uh, like I said, 61% from the field, almost 40% from three. So those are awesome. Those are great numbers. But then you're 63% free throw percentage. That's kind of, that's going to translate a little bit more. You're going to have a long, you're a longer three point uh, line in, in the NBA. You're going to have, you know, Bigger bigs, longer wingspans in the NBA. So around the rim, he's not going to get as many easy baskets as he got at Duke. Uh, that he's going to get fouled a lot too. This is true. So that's that's true. He, he that definitely got to work on the free and so time the stuff. free. I mean, he made four out of six. Essentially, that's that was his average. So that's not terrible. You know, it's not it's hmm. not Andre Drummond before his revelation. But that's the second time we brought up Andre Drummond <laughs> for no reason. Uh, other things, if we want to get really picky about weaknesses, we mentioned his wingspan. It's not, you know, a terrible thing, but it is not a plus. Um, you know, he's he's essentially a square, seven foot wingspan, six eleven guy. Also, he doesn't finish with his right hand, <laughs> so, or at least mm-hmm. doesn't do it often. So, that's uh, something to note, at least for sure. But there you go. That's our strengths and weaknesses, and uh, let's move on to the rest of the stuff, Isaac. But let's do it right after this. Okay, Marvin Bagley Jr., the third, his availability. Uh, I just wrote gone. <laughs> I wrote gone maybe to Sacramento at two, probably to Atlanta at three, definitely to Memphis at four. I think unless the Mavericks move up, it's hard for me to see a scenario where Bagley falls unless Porter Jr. can move up. Okay, that's – I mean, in
1: our latest mock that came out yesterday, I had Bagley going to Dallas at f- at five. And I put that solely because of two things. One, I've been very open that I think somebody will be very, will sell themselves on Mo Bamba. Whether that is Sacramento, which would be crazy. Whether that's Atlanta. I have Mo Bamba going to three Atlanta. Or it's somebody trading up with Memphis because they want this transcendent defensive player in Mo Bamba. In that case, then it comes down to Bagley and Porter. And if you want somebody, I think... <laughs> I think Bagley will really impress in workouts, but I think Porter will have this swagger about him that we've already seen that I was this number one guy 6'10" 6'11" that I think if I just think if if there's a scenario in which is it likely? <laughs> no, but I think there's a scenario in which Porter sells himself to one of those teams yeah. and if they can clear him medically, they're like they would take him over. Imagine
0: back. you're picking between the number one player in two different high school classes. <laughs> you know, yeah, and like,
1: almost three. I mean, almost three. Like Aiton went back and forth with Porter. I mean, yeah. If you want to consider Aiton, because Aton was number one in high school for a while, and then Porter took
0: overtook it, and then
1: it was uh, yeah.
0: Which is it's just kind of funny the way that the reclassification works. So you got two two number ones that are that are coming out at the same time. Um, yeah. But I I think he's probably gone. I just I just can't imagine those 3 teams passing on him. I would say that I would put the percentage at 65% he's gone. Wow, that's not as high. I would say like
1: 80%.
0: Okay. I just I'm not I'm not as big of a believer. I think that these guys will will fall in love with a Marvin Bagley the way that I just did when I did this research today. <laughs> <laughs> uh ceiling and floor to me, I think it's ceiling, multiple, multi-time All Star. I um, think he could be a, a All Star over and over again. Uh, my question is, we, do you think he'll ever make an All NBA team? Because that's that's just so hard to do. And if you're gonna be like a you know pretty much all offensive player, that's it's I don't know, it's difficult to do as a big because you got now you just well, have forwards or uh, front court players, and so you're like, man. I think to make an All an
1: all NBA team, you have to be the number one player on your team. And a lot of the times that's the case. At least. Yeah. I mean, and so really it comes down to can Bagley, can Bagley be the best player on a playoff team. And that's to be seen. I mean, I would ceiling multiple time. Also, like you said, 20 and 10. Yeah. You know, stuff, stuff like that. And, you know, we'll get into some comps in just a second. But um Floor, I would say, you know, I think the rebounds will be there. I think he'll he'll have no problem rebounding. So, I think Floor, you're looking at, like, 15 and 10 and, like, a third, you know, a third energy type of guy in your lineup. And that's the Floor that, you know, makes, like, some like crazy like one all-star or something like that that has like a breakout year that's the floor
0: i think yeah i think i'm with you i think but i mean i'll say
1: this i've said this i've been very very open about this he has the ability to be the best player in this draft class and i don't say that about all of them a lot of people like i don't feel that way about mo bamba and i love mo bamba i think he's a perfect fit in dallas for our system and everything and i think he defensively he would be incredible but will do I think Mobami could be the best overall player from this draft? No. I think only a handful of players could be that. I think Luca has that ability. I think Marvin Bagley has that ability. I don't think Jaron Jackson has that ability. I think Michael Porter Jr. has that ability to be the best player in this draft class. Um and I guess yeah, I guess Aiden. Those four. I would say those four are the guys that I would say have the ability to be the best player. That if you're telling me pick four guys, one of those four would be the best player in this
0: draft class in five or six years. And Grayson Allen, <sighs> not Grayson Allen at all. Uh, NBA comparisons: the easiest one is Amari, Amari Stoudemire. That that is just like the easiest one that's right there. Guy was super athletic, he doesn't,
1: but he never he never shot a three though. And I think Bagley Bagley shot forty percent in three. Well, and that's that's my only issue with Amari. Going,
0: if you're gonna go back, you're not gonna find many dudes that are as athletic as him that are shooting threes it's, just, it's hard to find i mean that aren't like super athletes or that aren't super defensively like Porzingis or davis
1: yeah it's just you know
0: these guys just don't exist i mean he's a he's a new type of prospect
1: yeah for sure and i and i've i've already started our 8 and 1 and i ran that same problem saying michael man. Uh, but anyway, I'll throw a couple names out there, and then I'll give you my favorite one at the end. Aiden, um, I'll
0: do this real quick. Where Aiden, I was like, man, like Patrick Ewing—that's kind of a good one. And then I was like, dang, Patrick Ewing averaged like four blocks a game one year. <laughs> I was like, no. like, never mind, <laughs> throw that one out. Um,
1: I, you know, Bosh because he's lefty, and I think he has that touch yeah, of that's, Bosh. That's the one you've but, been on for a while. But Bosh, but I'll say this: Bosh was more. Bosh made his money, if you want to say, off his shooting. Bagley will make his money off his athleticism. I thought
0: you were gonna say off
1: LeBron. Off LeBron. Um, <laughs> here's a here's a random. I like to try to throw an old school one in, uh, just for the heck of it. Larry Nance Senior with a jump shot. Ooh, um, the X
0: Factor Father.
1: X Factor Father. Now, ultimately, I think this is the ceiling cop is Kevin Garnett, and Ooh. I see a lot of you know, yeah, just, just
0: you'd have that. The defensive, like Garnett was whew, he was such a good defensive player. It man, yeah, you'd be Garnett without the defenses, in, really.
1: But my favorite one is a couple of inches taller, Sean Marion. And
0: that, Sean Marion,
1: I love every bit of that comp.
0: And Sean Marion could lock down a dude defensively though. That
1: yeah, okay, but here's the thing. When you look at Marion's stats, he had a little bit of it all. Like there was there was a couple seasons there that Marion averaged twenty points a game. Like when I'm looking at somebody that comps to Bagley, I'm looking at somebody that's going to get double digit boards around twenty points a game. That's going to shoot from three, but has that athletic ability to be the second jump. See, that's why I'm saying I'm you're a lot lower on Bagley defensively than I am. I I'm, I view Bagley as a clean slate defensively because. I don't, I'm throwing defense out of the picture for him in college because he played this 2 3 zone with Carter. It was just super weird and everything. So, like, that's what I'm viewing Bagley as this ultra athletic, second jump freak, rebounding freak that is going to step into the league that is made for somebody like him. And some team is going to transform him into. Is he somebody you're going to say, hey, go lock down somebody crazy? But I think Marion's overall game. And Marion shot a decent percentage from three. That I think, you know, he could, he can. So and I just think <laughs> he has shoot that like made That's for sure. No, so yeah. that's what, that's Sean six ten. Sean Marion is is my favorite comp for him for me.
0: Boof. I'm sticking with Stoudemire. I'll also go with Chris Humphreys and Dwight Powell. I'll go with those two. That's that's the low end. The low end. Oh comes. my gosh, Chris Humphreys, not it. No, Chris Humphreys also like a 20, also a twenty and ten guy freshman year.
1: I like, um, but and another thing with Sean Marion is where he's at on the all-time like rebounding list is decently high. Four-time All-Star, long career, everything with that. I like the Amari, the athleticism Amari. It's just Bagley can shoot better right now than Amari ever could. And I think Bagley will be a threat from the three, his entire career from day one in the NBA. And just Amari never had that.
0: Future role on an NBA team. uh, I think he's your focal point. I think he's your offensive. You run it through him a little bit. I think that – He's ideally a secondary score playmaker. You have a guy that is a wing guard that can, you know, get his buckets, can shoot really well, and then Bagley's like your secondary guy that can get you a bunch of points, make some plays, get the boards after the guy shoots, you know, that kind of stuff. Run some pra- plays through him every, you know, once in a while.
1: Yeah. For is this future role with the Mavericks?
0: Yeah. Let's let's go. Yeah. yeah let's go that way. So.
1: Okay, so secondary playmaker he would, Dennis really he would step directly into Dwight Powell's role and with the exception of he would get a little bit more plays ran through him and
0: you can you like, can dump the ball down to Bagley where you can't do that with Powell at all
1: yes and he would so he allows HB to play the three so my my personal preference with Bagley is you still got to go get your center yeah that doesn't have to be next year. It can be the year after that or whatever it is.
0: Here's here's a big weakness, a big downside to Bagley. If they get Bagley, all of a sudden it becomes a good idea to chase DeAndre Jordan again. Uh-oh. That's a downside. But I can't mention that team right would be awesome. Dennis, Wes, Barnes, Bagley, and DeAndre Jordan. So you got your your defensive minded guys and Wes and DJ as your veterans, got Barnes as kind of do it all guy. Bagley and Dennis, interesting. Yeah, and so yeah, I think he. I wouldn't. I don't know if
1: I would put. It would be a while for Bagley to be my top option. He would be like. He would be the secondary guy yeah. with. I love. I would love. Let's just say this. I would love him in that third role next to next year next to Barnes and Dennis running the pick-and-roll with Dennis, rim-rolling like Dwight Powell, but also the ability to step out for the three, being able to still give, dump it down to him and say, hey, go get us a basket also. Let him grow with that. Let him learn from Dirk how to work the post, all that different stuff like that. And and eventually find the center. Like, I mean, future role for next year, it would fit in perfectly. It still allows Dirk to start at center. Bagley starts at the four, Barnes, three, West, Dennis. I mean, you got to figure out what you do in free agency at that point do you just punt free agency um or do you try or do you go after somebody like a Deandre or boogie or something like that but yeah so that that's the thing and I'll, I'll even throw this out there what we were talking about he gives you the ability to play a small ball there's not a another draymond in the league but he gives you that ability to play that type of impact as far as he i think Bagley could give you that ability to step in and play the center role kind of like Draymond and give you the ability offensively but still be able to hold his ground some as a 5 2 not all the time you're much, you're you're totally against Bagley's defense all, at all
0: everybody that i've ever read is like you he's, he's bad trash. on defense he's so bad on defense i'm like man eventually these Off guys the got to eventually all these guys got to be right <laughs>
1: But off a of zone, though, like that's the thing. I, I think people throw their worries off, you know, they'll, they'll throw their worries out there that, yeah, he has some worrisome tendencies, whatever. But still, off a of zone, I think it's so unfair to judge somebody but off it's a zone. He's like not
0: like that. a guy that people never saw before, before like college, right? Like, guys, people saw him in high school. There's a bunch of video of him in high school. Yeah. So people are going off that too. It's not just the one. Oh dear god. We can't go after off high school stuff. Okay, then then a bunch of the players that were drafted and as yes, their high school players, how did they figure that out?
1: I don't know. Ask Kwame Brown. Ask Kobe Bryant. <laughs> ask, yeah, ask Dwight I mean, Howard. You can how go Dwight back and forth to that. There's that's why there's a lot of people right now saying you can't judge Michael Porter Jr. off his high school tapes. Like, you're watching some high school mixtapes, and it's like, of course, you're gonna have like all these cool dunks and different stuff, and in all of that. And that's, I think, you can put some of it with it, but just because somebody's not a lockdown defender in high school doesn't mean that they can't. I just, we obviously differ on that. You think Bagley is more. Has, has already cemented himself a lot in who the defensive player he's going to be. I view him more than anybody in this top 10 as a clean slate defensively. DeAndre Ayton worries me because he's going to play a lot of that similar style in the NBA. A lot of these guys have already been playing man-to-man in this whole style. Bagley is the only one in this whole group of guys that we're going to talk about I view as a complete clean slate when it comes to defensively.
0: Well, if the Mavs draft him, I hope you're right. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Roster impact. Uh, He becomes a focal point. He becomes, if you would put him, let's say there's a hierarchy, Dennis and Bagley. Who do you think the the organization would put more focus on as far as like, this Uh, is our main guy? Dennis for now. But and then
1: you got to see how Bagley progresses.
0: Bagley could take that role, though,
1: for sure, for yeah. sure.
0: And then you're essentially you're committing to build around Bagley and Dennis. So you're building around that pick and roll. You got to get some shooters. You got to get, you got to find a, a great rim protector. You got to find, you know, you got to find all that that kind of stuff. At least a shot blocker. Yeah. Let's let's put it. That, we'll put it that way. At least a guy that can body the bigger bigs. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: And you you'll have time to do that, sure. Whether that's with the second pick that we're going to talk about, whether that's in free agency, whether that's through a trade, maybe then you entertain West Matthews trade for somebody, and you bring back Seth Curry or somebody to be your starting two, and you know that's how you go. You try to find a bit, or they view him as a five. <laughs> I mean, there's just he could be viewed as a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can you can get. I think you could you could get a shot blocking four that uh, that could work with him as bagley as your five if you get the right guy
1: like like aaron gordon well yeah aaron gordon like hypothetically yeah, hi, yeah the shots, idea but. of aaron gordon
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh second round pick pairing or do you have anything else on roster impact
1: um no i'll just say this it might mean something to Maxie and motley just because you can only have so many bigs Ooh, at that especially point powell's motley. gonna be back
0: motley like yeah motley goes to bed at night and dreams he's that he's marvin bagley <laughs>
1: I think the moment we draft a big, Salah's gone. Yeah. Um, if you want to say that already. But um, yeah, I mean it's just in today's game and we saw it last year. I mean you can only have so many bigs. So I mean Dirk's gonna be back. Unless you get a Costco Powell. with your
0: forklift and come back. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Um, Bagley that you know probably would get some minutes at the five. And then Maxi and Motley are probably gonna be back too. So I mean that's five bigs right there. And then, like, what if they go out and get somebody like Boogie or DeAndre Jordan or whoever it is? You know, that would push one of them out maybe. And I know the organization loves Maxie. They love Motley. And that's two young guys they really like. So what happens then with Dirk and Powell and if they add another big and free agency?
0: Yeah, those are, those are tough decisions to make. But you still have Motley on the two-way, so you can still keep him around. And then yeah. there's still spots. Yeah, there's spots for sure. Dwight Powell. We'll Dwight Powell still sticking 17. around though. He's still um, guaranteed. Dirk still sticking they, around.
1: They, you cannot stress how much the Mavericks love Dwight
0: Powell. You're gonna play, maybe play Dorian at four. Some, I mean, they played him at two. So I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, second round pick pairing. Uh, I'll just go out and say it right now. It's a guy I've been mentioning the entire podcast. Just get his former teammate, Grayson Allen.
1: Oh, dear Lord, (laughs) stop it. No,
0: I have uh, any of the defensive guards, I think. Any of the guys we've been talking about, a lockdown guy in the perimeter, Javon Carter, Raleigh Alkins, Josh Okoji, like any of those defensive kind of guys I think would really help for sure. Guys that really don't need the ball as much.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I like that a lot. The only, so most of these prospects that we're going to do this, say what second round pick pairs a lot, It we're going to look at it. And most of them, I'm going to say wink. Yeah. Because
0: those
1: guys, <laughs> you can never have enough wings, but I will say this with, um, with Bagley, I would lean more towards the two threes more than the three fours, you know, compared to, so for instance, yes. like if we get Bagley, I want Bagley to be a four. I don't know if I would be all about Jaren, I mean, um, um, Justin Jackson. Right. Because I think Justin Jackson's a 3-4. I would want somebody like a Melvin Frazier, Josh Okoji. Uh, like you said, Raleigh Hawkins. Man, he looked awesome in, the co- in combine, like 5-5. Five and five. But one of those guys, I would like them for sure.
0: And Gary Clark is not a possibility at all.
1: I like Gary Clark more than Grace.
0: But enough. not – if you get Marvin Bagley, you're kind of like, eh, we need – got to boost up something else. Yeah, I guess. I'm all right, let's finish hard. it off, Isaac. Why should the Mavs take – Marvin Bagley Jr. The third.
1: I mean, if you're sitting there five and Bagley's there five, you got to take him. Um, because I, like I said before, I think he could be the best player in the draft. You're immediately putting a 20 and 10 super athletic six, 10, guy with pairing him with Dennis for the next decade. He hasn't been like Nick said, a number one guy for multiple years of each of his classes for, you know, he's been that for a reason and he already like a lot of the things that you might be worried about with a prospect like a broke shot or something like like his shot looks fine his touch is is awesome for a sixth his his hustle his effort his rebounding all the stuff that he excels in is what Dallas needs and like he could step in his rookie year and and be a 20 and 10 guy and the i mean I've already said his weaknesses with defense and stuff, I think, would be perfectly fine with Dallas. That will work with it. He has he has the athletic ability and the frame to be a good defender. And, yeah, and I don't – I mean, just the upside of Bagley, you couldn't – I don't think you can pass at five. I mean, obviously, depend on who's above.
0: One thing I'll add to that is that the Mavericks, with Dirk at center, and an awful team, have still been, like, in the – middling range of defensive efficiency. So like even with Dirk, there's I think this past year they're still like seventeenth in defensive efficiency. I think last year they were like twelfth or something like that. Like something crazy fifteenth or something crazy like that.
1: So even with And their offense. Oof.
0: Yeah, their offense has been awful. So even with Dirk, you know, a guy that can barely move, <laughs> you imagine what they can yeah. do with and we saw the uh the lineup the uh the you know the hamster hamster of death lineup <laughs> For the Mavericks with uh, with Dwight Powell as their focal point on defense, I think he sort of has the same sort of weaknesses as as Bagley on defense, and they turned him into like a monster. And that lineup was crazy with with Berea as your point guard, Dirk as your center. Like man, yeah, like Rick Carlisle could could turn him into something good. So so as a player wise, I think I still think defense is his biggest weakness, but I think Rick Carlisle could turn that into to something awesome. Why the Mavs? Yeah. Oh,
1: and- well, I was just going to say this. We probably should add this as a category in future prospects. Oh, is good. These aren't impact, long enough already. <laughs> impact on free agency. Oh, yeah. And, for this
0: year, for sure. Last year wasn't yeah. that much of a
1: big deal. And I think if you get Bagley, for me, that would take you out of all the f- restricted fours. And personally, I wouldn't want Jabari, Aaron Gordon, Julius Randle, any of those guys, if we get Bagley. Yeah. Capella, dream. <laughs> Um, yeah but um but in that situation i I, like i said before and we talked about this in our dream lineups and all these different stuff before i would be okay with boogie and bagley you wouldn't i know because defense wise and all that stuff but
0: bagley um, i mean at that point you just i don't know just try it go for it you might as well just do it i don't care
1: but any of those five, he I mean, what? obviously Capello Capello would be your number one option, but Bogey or DeAndre, oh, I don't want to talk about him. But a five. Can you would
0: imagine be, if we I media can't. day rolls around and we got to talk about talk to DeAndre Jordan. I no, I can't even imagine that. Why the map should not take him? Uh, all those things that I said about Carlisle, he would have to sign on. I think I think Bagley has a chance to just infuriate Carlisle. I think Carlisle would really have to sign on to it. I also think. He has some bust potential. Uh it just depends on how how the how the team he gets drafted by uses him, uh sets him up and how the NBA responds to his game. Hmm.
1: I don't see I don't I don't see a scenario in which he busts. I don't. I think he has a pretty high ceiling and you you, where you think I, he's a
0: high floor guy. Hi,
1: yes, high floor. I think he has a high floor. And depending on where he, like, he could go a lot of different places. He's another guy to where, to wherever he went, just like Luka, I think he would be fine. And Memphis, he's fine. Even if he goes to, like, an Atlanta and he's asked to be, like, a guy, like, right now, he still has, like, a scoring ability and his leaping, like, rebound ability to where, like, he could be a good stats, bad, bad team guy. And...
0: Like, what, if he's the, so like if, what if he's the focus of the other team's like defensive scheme though? To me, that's where if you don't have a guard that can really dump it to him, if you don't have a guard that can that can get in the ball, that's where I think he could have some issues. So if he's on in Atlanta and they don't have guys that can can really help him well, in that I, way. I mean, I think
1: you could I think you could say that about any of the prospects though. Whoever goes to Atlanta, they're gonna be the focal part of the offense.
0: Well, like Bomba, you can't say that about because he's not he's not gonna be the focal point well, of the offense. Yeah. Jaron Jackson really like, is not either. They can they can yeah. impact the game in different ways that, that Bagley really can't.
1: Yeah. So like that's why I, like I think fit matters for some of those guys more than it does Bagley to where like you know Luca Eight and Michael Porter Jr., any of those guys goes to Atlanta at three, they're gonna be the focal part of the offense yeah. and the number one thing somebody games plan, game plans for in in the you know, every night. But yeah, I mean why the Mavs shouldn't is if they're not convinced he is a four and they think that he is a five and I would get really worried about that. If that's the case, if, if Dallas does not think that if Dallas views him as a five and saying, Hey, we want to play this ultra small ball and we want to move Harrison back to the four and Bagley's going to be our five. And we're just going to run the super fast pace in this switchy, smaller NBA. I would be worried about that. And in that situation, I would not want the Mavericks to draft him because uh. I, I worry about him as a five. I feel like he would just get beat down a, a ton. And it would affect his offense him getting beat down on defense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that I will take that point, steal it and make it my own. If uh if he's a five in the NBA, the bust potential I think rises a little bit. Going up going yeah, well, every, you kinda, every game up against these guys we mentioned
1: before. I think it would determine what your bust uh would mean at that point. Because I think he would still put up stats. I just don't know if he would be like effective and like just everything leading a team to the playoffs and like all that different stuff as a five.
0: Yeah. yeah, And I don't mean, I, still, I don't I mean bust like out well. of the league. I just think that he's not, not a star player. When I think of bust, I think of Kwame Brown. Yeah. Which Kwame, Kwame Brown played like 12 years in the NBA. So he still had like a solid long career for an NBA player where your average, you know, lifespan of an NBA player is like five years, but you know, he still played a pretty long yeah. career, but he just wasn't, you know, number one, he just wasn't a it didn't end up being a great player. Yeah, there we go. That's Marvin Bagley Junior. The third. We are uh, excited for the Mavs' potential to draft him. I I am not like against the Mavs drafting him. Let's, let me just put it that way. I know I'm, I seem kind of down on him, but I would be all for it. Uh, I would definitely talk myself into it over anybody. <laughs> if, the, yeah, if the Mavs I, I take mean, him over anybody, I'd be able to talk myself into it pretty easily.
1: I have him at four on my Mavs big board. So and I have him at five. My, we're not that. We're not I that have, different. Yeah, I have Bomba at three and Bagley at four. So Bagley with the higher upside possibility to be the best player in a draft, Bomba the better fit in our system that could excel and all that stuff.
0: There we go. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back talking about DeAndre Ayton tomorrow doing our draft profile. And then, like we've said earlier, Bobby Corrala will join the podcast for a two-part special for Thursday and Friday shows. We'll be dropping those on different days. So keep a lookout for that. And thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.